You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Welcome. I'm Chris Scott, host of Meeting Pod and contributing editor at Meeting Place and Alt Meat Magazines. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the development of new automated systems designed to reduce labor-intensive activities in processing plants, and we have just the person to provide an update on these programs. Our guest is Marty Lynn, Director of Engineering at the Tyson Manufacturing Automation Center in Springdale, Arkansas. Marty's background includes a long engagement at General Motors, where he served as Principal Engineer at the Automaker's Advanced Automation Technology Department. We'll discuss where automated systems stand in today's processing plants and where they may be going in the future. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Marty. Thanks, Chris. I'm delighted to be here and glad to help share the story of automation here at Tyson. And it's our pleasure to have you. Let's start our conversation by taking a quick look at where automation in the meat industry stood about a decade ago. Humans still conducted most processing tasks back then, but industry-wide attention now involves increasing efficiency, reducing costs, and boosting workers' safety. Are those the only reasons for developing these automation and robotics-based systems today? Well, thanks for the question, Chris. Tyson leadership recognized quite some time ago that using automation and robotics were really going to be necessary to help our team members and really That's the goal, is to have our team members do their jobs better and more safely. That's going to give you the increase in efficiency, will help reduce the cost. Those are really the things that other industries that do production in this country have keyed on over the last 10 years. Terrific. Now, Tyson opened the Tyson Manufacturing Automation Center, or TMAC, in 2019, in order to establish a formal program for developing more automation and robotic systems for use in company plants. What are some of the main components of the facility, and how far has the progress moved toward meeting the goals of improving operating efficiency and workplace safety? Well, the Tyson Manufacturing Automation Center, or TMAC as we call it as well, is a 26,000-square-foot lab and office space here in downtown Springdale. Really, the opening of this center in August of 2019 has allowed us to have a space where we can collaborate with technology suppliers and help develop unique solutions to our processes that we see in this industry. We want to make sure these solutions are fully validated and tested, really proven out to provide the benefits that we're expecting before they get deployed into our plants. We have multiple lab spaces where we can actually do full washdown, which is unique to this industry with the sanitation requirements and the other production requirements needed for producing safe food. Now, in terms of the types of meat that you're looking at and the types of processing you're looking at, is it beef and pork and chicken? Is it the whole spectrum? We have focused on mainly poultry at this point, although we do some beef and pork processing as well as our prepared foods. Really, Tyson being a leading provider of protein products, we have the entire gamut of protein products that we end up looking at. 
Of course, automation goes across all of those different products. Yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. Now, what would you describe as the most promising development at the center so far when it comes to improving operational efficiency at the processing plant level? Well, we look at really the entire gamut of applications from the end of line all the way back up through poultry debone to the evisceration processes. You know, looking at robots and automation to do things like stacking boxes of products to be shipped to our customers. We also have robots that are used to prepare our products that get wrapped prior to being shipped. That makes sense. Now, what types of plant operations are the next most likely to involve automation or robotic systems in the next year or two, in your opinion? Again, we're looking at an entire gamut of applications, everything from the end of line up through the first and second processing of our products. And, you know, the types of applications that we look at span the entire process from end of line all the way up through the first and second processing of our products. And the solutions that we try to find for those applications use technologies such as 3D sensing, robots doing a variety of different tasks, and the digital enablement of the data that comes from those systems. So we spend a lot of time looking at different opportunities, doing what we call opportunity analysis of all the applications where we can really make the best impact to provide those automation tools for our team members to help them do their jobs better. Things like inspection of the and quality assurance of the product before it gets shipped to the customer and being able to automate that is an important piece of us uh, for us going forward. Using robots to do things like stacking boxes and deboning chickens and helping with some of the other processes that we have in our plants really enables us to provide a safer work environment for our team members and provide better quality of our products. So TMAC is also capable of recognizing reports from these testing systems so that you can refine them on the go almost. Yes, we continuous improvement, of course, is one of the linchpins of doing automation, whether it's in this industry or any other. So being able to have a place like TMAC where we can test out how everything comes together and really ensure that before we go deploy it at a plant, we know that the systems are going to work correctly is really, really vital for the automation engineers to get it right before we go to the operations. Absolutely. Now, as one of the nation's largest protein processors, Tyson is in a unique position to invest a lot of funding toward testing and implementation of these technologies. What are some of the automation challenges that you have yet to completely solve? So Tyson has a number of different challenges doing automation across our enterprise, not the least of which is the supply chain issues just getting the equipment in the first place. We, like everyone else, and even though that's not a Tyson unique problem, everybody else is having the same problems, acquiring the equipment and getting the infrastructure put in place to allow us to automate at scale. 
Now, it seems likely that there is a lot of trial and error testing in hopefully creating automated systems that can be easily implemented on the plant floor. Do Tyson team members have the opportunity to assist your research teams in fine-tuning prospective automated or robotic systems? Improving yields and consistency is possible in a Fusion Tech smokehouse. Our patented airflow technology allows you to set the location and duration of the oven breakpoint, meaning you can reduce the amount of overcooked and undercooked product on each rack. The result? Our customers have seen up to a 10% increase in yields, up to a 28% increase in consistency, and up to a 35% decrease in cook time over their previous oven. Improve yields and consistency across your product. Learn more and request a quote at https.ftiinc.org slash ovens. Now back to the podcast. We have a very systematic approach that we call opportunity analysis. And as part of that whole systematic approach, we spend time talking with the operations team members and really try to understand where the issues are, where those opportunities are. I want to call them pain points. It's not obvious physical pain, but where we can apply automation solutions that really help our team members do their job better. There's no better expert of that than the operations team members and getting their feedback and getting their involvement in the development of those solutions is absolutely critical to the success of being able to apply and implement those new solutions. Now, have you seen a decrease subsequently in terms of weariness or concern among plant workers who may have no familiarity with the types of projects you and your teams are working on? I'm not a psychologist, Chris. I do know that people have a fear of the unknown. Uh, There's some people that like the challenge of new things, and there's some people that shy away from new unknown things. For the most part, I will tell you that Tyson team members have embraced these new automation tools wholeheartedly. They understand that we're really focused on doing dull, difficult and dirty types of tasks. And these automation tools are really designed with their input. They're really designed to help them do their jobs better. And as a result, we've had very, very good engagement and very, very good reception of providing those technical solutions within our operations. And that sounds like a very smart way to approach it for people that even have limited experience with automated systems at all. Not long ago, there were concerns from unions and other processing plant workers that automated systems or robotics could cost them their jobs. Has that feeling abated somewhat now that meat processors, especially in Europe, has successfully integrated such systems in their facilities without negatively impacting their human workforce? Well, I can't really speak for the European meat processors, Chris, but I do know that We've had a hard time filling our jobs in our plants, uh, certainly through the pandemic. But post-pandemic, we've had a difficult time finding enough workers to do the jobs that we have. We don't anticipate anyone being displaced because of automation coming in and taking their job. I know that's a very popular, common theme, candidly, in front of the media, coming from a lot of the media. That's really not our focus. It's really, we're trying to 
do in job enhancement and really get our workers to be able to embrace the new technology and enhance their careers and their, their lives. You know, in April of 2022, Tyson Foods announced an investment to provide free education for all U.S. team members. That's a huge deal for us and really is is part of us being very progressive using automation to allow people to learn more, to take on other responsibilities, to be able to do more for the company. And thing that enables that is having automation in place that allows them to be able to have the time away from the repetitive, ergonomically difficult, and very challenging jobs into jobs that are more along the lines of doing maintenance and programming and and other types of aspects relative to automation. And of course, helping them enhance their own positions and their own job tasks will keep them more loyal to the company and help them grow as people as well. And and Tyson is all about helping team members grow and and really making a positive impact in people's lives. Absolutely. So with many U.S. and foreign processors still on the fence in terms of implementing plans to include more automated systems, what would you consider as some of the initial challenges that these companies might face in terms of integration of current advances? Well, I go back to what I had described earlier about the supply chain. It's hard. There's, of course, there's all kinds of people that want to sell equipment, but it's hard understanding what your strategy has to be and how to go forward in a very systematic and organized approach. The overall skill base, trying to make sure you have the training and the education mechanisms in place to support your team members not just providing the equipment, but really supporting them after the installation is really important. It gets down to basic infrastructure and strategy of how the company is approaching doing automation. And a lot of that strategy has to happen, obviously, before any systems are considered to be put into place. That's correct, Chris. You know, while the TMAC Center was founded about four years ago, The reality is that Tyson's been working on this strategy for some time, and it's really a complete strategy where you're looking at the team members, the suppliers, the the whole supply chain, how you support that equipment, and how you are going to use that to your advantage going forward. Right. Now, let's take a peek at the proverbial crystal ball. With nearly four years of testing and development at TMAC, Where do you see the future of automation and robotics heading as artificial intelligence and related technological advances become more refined? Well, to sound cliche, the future is very bright with automation. You know, the things that are going to make a big impact for us is the digital enablement of our operations, being able to respond, collect the data in real time, be able to respond in real time to the data will help us be more responsive to our customers and make sure that we're providing the right quality of products to our customers, which is a a big focus of ours. And by doing that and systematically going after the processes and operations, we can give our team members a safer work environment and really a more effective work environment for them to be productive.
And that, of course, helps everyone down the line. Exactly. Uh, finally, with Tyson having committed $1 billion through fiscal 2024 towards such activities as automation and robotics development, what might be the next steps to either enhance existing systems once they're in place or even moving forward in directions that may not be clear at all this juncture? Well, I, you know, Chris, there's not really a single answer. We're trying to improve constantly. We're trying to improve our existing processes. We're also working on what I would consider to be groundbreaking, um, really game-changing types of, of automation solutions. And it's really that entire expanse, that entire spectrum of applications where we have systems that have, are in place or have been in place for some time and just how do we make that better versus brand new processes and new systems that have never been done before? And how do we execute those? How do we implement those so that they're really, really sound and validated before we take them to our plants? And then tying all that together with the data enablement and being able to understand what's going on on the plant floor, what's really happening with the data is we see that as being key, tying everything together so that we as a company can be more responsive to our customers. Well, that sounds like a great ambition for your team at TMAC and for Tyson in general. Thanks so much for sharing your insights on the challenges and successes in developing automated and robotic processing systems, Marty. And per usual, thanks to our listeners for tuning in this week. That's a wrap. Until next time. Remember to tune in on Mondays to get the inside track on the people and the processes that drive the protein industry. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Meeting Place and Alt Meat magazines on social media, and be sure to visit our websites at meetingplace.com and altmeat.net. Music